Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. This time, Ross and I yammer about former clients that we've had, good and bad. If you haven't yet, go to CoachPods.com, sign up for the newsletter, and uh, that's it, man. Enjoy yourselves. Home and Body Improvement Show coming right at you. Hey, this is Ross. Ross, what's going on, buddy? Andy, what are you doing? Just living a dream, trying to figure out my computer. You'd think after all this time I'd have to I'd know how to use it, but apparently I don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, you have a desktop? That's cool. It's probably Apple, right? No, awesome. PC. All PC, baby. Nice. Well, good. That's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. With you PC? Know, you, you don't want to pay for quality, but you'll say, hey, I'll pay for experience trying to fix this darn thing that's awesome that's great hey speaking of uh choose your own experience or choose your own adventure did you know that there's like a genre of movies where you can like choose what the actors do and it like takes you down a rabbit hole um yeah i have i found i found them on xbox i've never tried it before but i think i might try it this weekend just to see if it's actually worth exploring that could be the future of, uh, of movies man you get to decide the outcome you're like, yeah, let the hero win. Everyone's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, you know what? I'll believe it. I think that's going to happen for a short little period of time. Then okay. people will get tired of it. And okay. then what's going to happen? Then 10 years later, it'll come back and people will be like, whoa, that was amazing. Kind of like we 3D. Why did we cancel it? Ross, kind of well, like 3D. One generation got tired. Do you remember when that? generation got interested. Okay, shut up, Ross. Do you Story remember when? my life. Oh, I've heard God. many times. That's why they get rid of the pencil, and then people went to the pen. And then they realize what happens. The pencil always wins, because you always get erased something. Is that a car? Yeah, it's mine. Do you know why uh, pencils have erasers? Because people make why? mistakes, like when I chose to have you as a co-host. Well, thank you. That's a compliment. At least I'm a part of you. But you can't ignore me, because I'm attached to you by the hip. And I need some money. Lots of money. But don't worry. We'll talk about that later. Andy, Ross. on with the show. I'm glad this is already off to a great and awkward start. Speaking of great and awkward, did you watch Bill Burr on Saturday Night Live? No, but I'm happy he had some controversy to say, so I'm glad he made some ripples in the water, as they say. Yeah, he uh, definitely, you know what, because he, he opened up with his part of his stand up act. He's been, I've seen him live twice, and I'm a huge fan of. Uh, uh, his podcast, and I've seen, I've listened to all his um, his specials on like Netflix and stuff. And yeah. he he has this ongoing joke where he just talks about there's too many people in the world. And of course, all he did was translate it to COVID. Like, hey man, there's too many people out there, so go cough on your sick grandpa, and uh, let's get you know, let's get rid of some of these folks. Um, yeah. And so it's part of his, his stand up act, but you know, setting that live, man, it's like you're not gonna please everyone. That's for sure. No, I, I had some friends who were overweight, and I said, like, who's your favorite comedian? I said, Bill Burr. I'm like, oh, they both looked at each other, and they said, and they looked at me, and they said, well, we don't like Bill Burr. He made fun of fat people. Yeah. And um, he shamed them pretty bad, and I, we don't like him. I was like, well, I said, well, his comedy's pretty funny. It's pretty straight to the point and cutthroat, and I think that's hilarious. That's 
I like that. Uh, yeah, he's gritty. He's raw. But, like, I would uh, definitely hold back. I would definitely be careful who you introduce Bill Burr to without giving them the proper introduction because uh, that could definitely blow up in your face, which has happened to me at least once, if not more. So, mm-hmm. But it was, it was you know, it was a, it, I don't know. Everything is geared toward the the election. Uh, it was an, kind of an awkward Saturday Night Live. Everyone still, like, refers to, well, what about, like, you know, the Dana Carvey and Mike Myers years? It's like, yeah, that was, I don't know, 30 years. Years ago, maybe longer during the 80s. Yeah, it's like get over it. You know, the show's still on TV. It's gonna have ebbs and flows, and some people still miss like Chevy Chase. You know, it's like, dude, I, you know, he was on there for like one season, I think. Relax, yeah. it's gonna be all right. Uh, you know, some of those years with like Chris Rock and Chris Farley, they were considered to be some of the worst years. Even though they were, I thought they were some of the best years. It just depends on what you like, but it's it's still an institution. It's every Saturday night. You know, unless it's a rerun, and then like. Like, I don't know. I, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not. It can always be hit and miss. Uh, I still watch it, though. I mean, I've been watching it more lately now that I haven't been going out on the weekend. But I enjoyed it. You know, sign out live. Yay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got entertainment out of it. You know, I'll have to check it out. Um, I just, you know, we you have to get your feathers ruffled up, you know, uh, for some comedy. And, yes, I know we're in the political season, you know, and it's going to be every four years. And, yes, people will be offended and their feelings are going to be hurt so you kind of have to accept it and you have to accept it if you can't you know um you just walk through it you're gonna to have to wake up any day you know every day go to your job so it's something you're gonna to have to face so uh take it in strides as best as you can and try not to avoid it but you know this is like hey, one of those deep thoughts by jack handy like no, what you just said. I know, was... what, it's just funny like if you focus on one party and then you're not looking at what the other party's doing and then if you do, then, you know, you look at the other party and you realize, oh, both sides, you know, I'm going to I'm going to take a break because, you know, what, I'll, I'll, I'll decide my own opinion. But hey, I know Ross, one thing. Ross, go instead vote. of uh, go vote. Yeah. OK. Go vote. Thank you. Instead of pontificating, why don't you try being funny? Go. Oh, how about you bring on some jokes? I think I'm on, on number five or six for my jokes. You're, you're you brought me back to the eraser. You brought me back to the to uh you on your computer struggles i'm putting i'm doing my first pc build so i've been shopping for parts on the internet that's what that was the uh highlight of my day today if you can believe that hey just speaking of highlight of my day yesterday did you see some of the stuff i was building at that gym i did i was impressed you had 15 seconds of work i was very impressed with the work you're doing well, let's get down to it. I, I don't know how to use Instagram. And so I just want to like make a story, right? One of those stories that disappears after 24 hours or whatever. Yeah. And I don't, do you record it on Instagram or do you record it on your phone and then edit it and then put it on Instagram? And how do I Pretty put it? Pretty much what you do is you record the video. What I've done is just do straight cuts, like a whole straight cut of what I'm doing. If I'm going to be doing a task or I do uh, the time lapse right on it and so right. it speeds things up. And I have a tripod going. And then once I do that, I'm all set and I got like a three minute video. Um, then you go to your search on your Instagram and then you see this little icon on the top right. And it's kind of has kind of like an ad picture to it. And this is like Instagram TV. You click on that. And then within that area, you can add your movie to Instagram television. Oh, what about reels? Did I do it wrong? I was putting reels together, whatever those are. For what I think you did was you probably did you did some short editing by did you hold the button? 
you no. record something and then you did another button no i you um, just i uh you just you hit record and then you press press again to stop it yeah oh i think you did reels but they're only gonna do probably if it reels it is i think maybe you only get up to 15 minutes 15 seconds of, of a shot yeah so so you're saying go That's to Instagram. Like I'll figure it out eventually. I'm going to continue to have fun with it. But, yes, I hung a projector screen. I bought a motorized projector. Now, I bought – I don't know how much I paid for the manual projector screen that I have at my place now. But I'm guessing somewhere about like 50, 60, 70 bucks. This one was about 130 bucks. It was a 120-inch screen. It's a 4 by 3 which I'd rather have a 16.9. But nonetheless, it's still – it's a gigantic screen. And it's motorized. And it works with a remote control. And it works perfectly. So for what you're paying and what you're actually getting, I was very, very impressed. So uh, I just bought a projector for the gym, bought a motorized screen, and then I spent time trying to hang it up. And then I made an Instagram reel, but now I got to do Instagram television next time. I don't know. I'll figure that out. But I was, yeah, that was, that's been pretty typical of a day at the, um, at that gym. But, you know, stopping by Home Depot, going, doing whatever, you know, screwing, painting, putting up bolting you know and then pulling my hair out somewhere in between and about seven or eight cups of coffee later having trouble mm-hmm. sleeping getting up the next day doing it all over again that's been going on for about three months now that's fun at least you're active yeah you know yeah at least you're getting outside right <laughs> you got a job you gain some money you make things happen you know you're benefiting yourself that's good today we're supposed you're to not, talk you, about you don't have covid and you're not dead today we're supposed to talk about either nightmare clients or clients that you really liked. Uh, I kind of left it open-ended. Uh, we could talk about that or we can continue to um, watch this uh, episode spiral into the ground because it's already off to a crappy start. In my opinion, I don't know. Maybe maybe the listeners... Whoa, way to be what? Mr. Optimist. Yeah, I know, man. I just, I'm just Jeez, not feeling I it. Thought, is this whole practice just going to... This whole practice, this scrimmage, just going to be crap, coach? You know, you know what the are problem we is? put some heart into it. And be like Red Grange because his heart was bigger than his chest. You know this. The Wheaton Iceman. Did you use a Red Grange reference because that's where you're living right now? That's where I'm living and that's where I'll die when I'm 85 or 95 or 105 or never. I'm just trying to get through these 8.5 minutes right now. Uh, Boy, nightmare clients. But I'm bummed. Do you have any? Have you had any? Um, or good you know, ones? Like, like good clients, I, you know. What's the first one that comes to mind? My okay. one client I, I had to when I was uh, first started working in a condo in the city in Chicago. Um, I was happy. I underbid for the job. And I was doing uh, tiling uh, for the master bathroom. And uh, I have a question bought, when you bought the shower base and when you underbid like that, do you just eat it or do you renegotiate or like what happens, man? Um, at that time, I didn't really speak up about renegotiating, but he was willing to kind of work with me because I said, this is this is more than I expected for the job. And so I pretty much got like an extra like, like a thousand extra out of it. You know, still an awkward but, uh, conversation. It still right? wasn't enough, but uh, it helped me get some clients in the building, which was very nice. And um, I put my time into um, just doing the detail work that needed to be done for the niche. And uh, yeah, I was definitely nervous, but definitely like the, the client he wanted to help out because it was very handy. And that's like a good thing. And like, 
I'm happy that clients are, ha- are handy, which is great. But at some point, you know, your client who's handy, uh, I don't want him to get so much in my way, you know, to my finishing work so I can just feel good about it. And so it's kind of like it definitely is a balance and a conversation of let me put my time into to this this section or this project right here. And then if you want to come in here and add your things, you can. Let me just finish up the base of this project right here for the bathroom. And then, um, okay. like, I had my client, he did his own electrical, and he installed his light sconces in this the ceiling fan. And that's fine. And I'm okay with that. Uh, I saw his work after. It wasn't how I do my finishing work. And there's more compromises. And he was saying, can I hit it with some drywall mud to cover up some stuff? You know, and I'm just like, all right. But I know it's not up to my standards where I could feel good and let the client feel good about their living space. So it was, uh, it was okay. interesting. So that but was I, your nightmare. I, you know, client? I know everybody in the city, we all want to save some money, you know, in the suburbs too. And so it's that balancing act, you know, like if I could do it, awesome. But it's, are you up for the, the exercise that needs to be put into it? The job for executing because a lot of people are good at their jobs and, Ross, I'm good at my job. I'm Ross. just saying, there's just that extra benefit. Ross. You have to. Ross. What? Was, what was, is was this your nightmare client or your who? Who? I the, the question was, was. It was my nightmare client, but I kind of had to show up every day. For me, it was my nightmare client because he was he wanted to get involved and and help me tile and or he wanted to do something. That was more of a nightmare to me because I I didn't want him to do my work. So that's that's the nightmare. I mean, that's the worst client that you've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that that was up there for my worst client. I could say I'm did thinking, he, did he stand over client, you while you're I like doing the guy, it? I give him hey, lots of respect, lots of respect. It was just, I wasn't used to working with, uh, such a, a forceful type of person for a project like that. So aggressive. That sounds horrific, but, uh, man. Are right, Were you, did you bounce back? I mean, I, I did. It was just, it was just kind of funny because my, my funny thing was when I was tiling in this marble niche. Okay. And he said, Oh, just, it was just funny. He's like, Oh, just put up the pieces, just put up the pieces for the niche. And I said, well, there's these pieces of all these marble pieces. There's variation in color and marble. And I'm not just going to put these up here because I got a gray, I got a, uh, a really bright white. I got a, a spotted, I got a, a porous marble and he just wanted to get it done and get it over with. But my only concern was like, yeah, you're telling me to put it up. I can, but like, it's going to look like crap. It's not going to look good. This overall bathroom is just going to not make any sense when you look at it. It just looks like there's no thought they put into it. Just you pull out the tile out of the box, you put it on the wall. If you're looking at any pattern in a fucking tile box, you got to make sure where all the veins, seams, where things kind of are going to line it up or you don't put the same tile piece next to each other. And so he just said, just put it up, pull it out and put it up on the wall. And I'm thinking, well, this is going to look really bad. This is going to look really bad. So how long did that job last? About a month. Oh no. Yeah. You know what? I'm starting to find man, even like these, even hanging a projector screen. Now granted, I, uh, I, I would, I would emphasize the planning process to anybody who is considering doing any kind of project, which is something I've kind of been doing on the fly. I find when I have, when I know what I'm doing, Hey, you know, I have this to-do list. I have these, um, I have the shopping list, go get the stuff, go do the stuff, 
check my work, you know, do any touch-ups, move on, right? But I haven't been doing that. I've been kind of doing it as a fly. This project is dragging on and on and on and on. So that doesn't surprise me that you spend a whole month at a, a work site. Before I was like, kind of like, you know, why does it take so long to do this stuff? And now it's like, oh, I totally get it. It shouldn't have taken me four hours to hang a projector screen, but I had to measure everything out, cut the wood. And once I was like, you know, I was doing the painting and I had some trouble. One of them was the brick wall. So I used concrete anchors for that. It was actually cement wall. And then the other side was drywall. So I used toggle bolts, but I had three inch toggle bolts. I need a four inch toggle bolts. Thank goodness I had some. I didn't have to go back to the store and on and on and on. And I'm fine at like, I mean, but you just got to enjoy the ride, man, you know, you yeah. know or, or get paid a lot of money because uh, right now I am still kind of enjoying the my, the ride, but I am just getting tired of it, man. I want this to wrap up. Yeah, just always buy extra materials, things that you think you might need or not need. Just buy it and then have your return pile in your space that you're working. You're like, I have it, but it's, it's at least I don't have to make another trip out to Menards. You know, you just buy extra things that you think you need, but you don't need. Gotcha. And so, so I've that's, done that that's with a tile spacers client. because is there... types of tile spacers because sometimes the, the tile that I'm using is not going to work with I what the system I have. So I buy little variations or little things just to because it, it comes down to like a little macrame, little tedious work sometimes with mosaic tiles. And when you lay it like mosaics, you got to make sure that there's no um, thin set coming through. Oh, I know, so, man. You don't have to tell me. I know. So do you have any clients that stand out as pleasures to work with or are the most pleasurable clients the ones that don't bother you at all? Um, we've, we've had multiple returning clients, which has been really great. Um, very thankful for that, too. And they like how we communicate with them. They like uh, how we do our work and how we're very good at finishing. But we also listen to them. And... Um, yeah, and it, yes, there is some there are some benefits too when the client doesn't interrupt all the time when we're coming in. But I definitely love checking in and telling the client what the progress is happening because I'm excited for things to happen and things are being installed, things are being created, and I like uh, telling that to them and I like seeing their expression. And they're like, "Oh, I can't wait!" And I was like, "Well, this is gonna be your bathroom. You're gonna enjoy. You're gonna enjoy the shower. You're gonna enjoy sitting on this bench." These yeah, aren't like these aren't like anecdotal stories. There's no like names or specifics. That's this is you going. Yeah, there's the clients that are like uh, good, you know, and uh, those are the ones I like working with, you know, because sometimes they have me back, and uh, those are the good. Those, those are the clients that stand out, you know. Well, I'm just trying to have respect for the privacy of an individual. Yeah, you, you know, let's use a false name. I'm, I'm just saying. Nobody, I, I dude, first of all, they're not name. listening. They are not listening. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Secondly, I, I don't know. Okay, cool. Um, I have two clients in particular that stand out. One of them uh, was she must have been the first month or two that I was a trainer. So totally green, just got, I just, uh, man, she's a horrific lady that taught me how to become a trainer. I started out at Crunchy. They had this 10-day onboarding process, right, where they taught you the ins and outs of personal training. And then I came in through where I got my certification. You had three months to get it. But nonetheless, this, these first 10 days, we're just like an overview of personal training and then they throw you on the floor and then you just start getting clients. So this one lady signed up and uh, it was in Lincoln Park. I don't want to say her real name. Let's just say it started with a G and um, 
I, I was training her, you know, just taking her through certain routines and stuff like that. And that's, you know, when you're a new trainer, the type of routines you're going to take them through is the type of routines that you're used to or that you've done in the past. So I hadn't, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't had that many. It doesn't matter. The point is a month in, she calls me crying, leaves a message, right? And she's like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you right now. So next time you're in the gym, you need to come see me. And I was like, oh, okay. So I get this message. I was bartending at the time, right? So that was like a Saturday. I come into the gym on a Sunday. You know, she meets me. She brings me into this room. And it was it was the most eerie feeling in the world. There was a table. She sits down. I sit down. She starts like yelling at me and crying and telling me that she broke through her suit because... Uh, she put on so much muscle that she literally put on a suit jacket and ripped through it like the Incredible Hulk. And wow. then, yeah, after a, I had to, well, I'll tell you, and then and then she starts crying and yelling at me, telling me this is all my fault. And then she stands up and she lifts her shirt to the, like right below her bra line, so I can see her like her belly button, her stomach, and she's got this roll of like fat and skin, and she grabs it with her hand, and she goes, "You see this? This is what I want to get rid of. Do you see it? That's what I want to get rid of." And I was just sitting there going, "Okay," and I, I tried to talk her down, and I was just like, you know, "Hey, I, I don't think the type of lifting we're doing will get you to be that muscular, and uh, you see that roll of uh, whatever it is. Um, that's a, that's a lot, a lot of diet. You know, diet is up. To, I'm just trying to like talk." my way out of this situation yeah, uh make a long story i know <laughs> dude it was it was it was like a couple minutes of hell of listening to this like you know i, I say middle age but she's probably like 35 i was like 28 at the time she's probably 40 maybe i guess that's middle age shit am i middle age now the point is yeah but the point is yeah she just tore me a new asshole so but hey by the way she wanted to continue she wanted to continue with me because she liked the workouts but she didn't like the fat it was just, it was it was the same lady we're doing um bicep curls but i chose to use a rope instead of uh this was um a cable so I chose to use a rope instead of like the the bar right and well why are we using the rope and i said well it works on your grip strength she in, in the middle of the set she released the the rope and it like the, the weights went slamming down she goes i don't want forearms like popeye uh, <laughs> i was like okay well and she had she had this like funny smell to her and uh, now mind you she wasn't like an unattractive lady but she yeah. was batshit crazy uh so i had to go to my manager at the time and uh, explain the situation she said well i'll tell you what I'll, I'll take over the sessions which sucks because i made the sale but you don't get paid unless you train the person so it was essentially like i did all the hard work and then this lady you know but at some point you got to cut the client loose man and uh you know g ended up uh training with this other lady and um I, she was she was just it, the, the story's even longer and more involved because what happened was i had uh, initially reached out to this spin instructor that i kind of got along with and I explained the story to her and she's like well you know and I, I let her listen to the message and stuff well that was a mistake too because later on g teamed up with the spin instructor and uh the spin instructor let her know that i told her the situation and i played the message for and just totally stabbed me in the back because initially i was just like trying to get advice so i <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was, it was, there was another one where the same lady, I had gone for a run. Like our session was at five. I thought it was maybe at five 30, let's say. And so yeah. I come rolling in at like, you know, I'd gone for a run. I come back in. It's like five Oh five. She's sitting there waiting for me. Right. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on? She's like, where are you? And I, where were you? And I was like, well, I went for a run. What's going on? She's like, you know, we're supposed to be started by now. And I was like, well, it's 5.05. I thought we were starting at 5.30. No, it's starting at 5.00. I said, well, okay, well, you know, I'm five minutes late, but it's a personal training session. 
I don't know, maybe get on the treadmill, you know, do something, warm up. You don't need me for that part. I realize I'm late, but just sit there and wait for me and then show me your phone. No, see this right here? Yeah, see it's on my schedule? Five, five, five o'clock right here. Yeah, so where were you? You're supposed to be here by now. And it's just like, well, I was like, whoa. So that was definitely, I'd have to think about like other nightmare clients that I've had, but that was definitely the worst one that I've ever had. Uh, that yeah. comes, that's the first one that comes to mind, I should say. Uh, and on the flip side, I had a girl, she was younger than me, she was totally cool, she had to lose about, I don't know, you know, it's hard to say, man, 30, 40, 50 pounds, she was definitely, you know, overweight, and uh, she signed up for personal training, she did pretty much everything I said, uh, she she was the most sarcastic girl that I've ever met in my life, but I'll be honest, it, I think it was defense mechanism. And at one point in the game, she even, you know, cause I usually give them my cell phone because it's easier to text that way as opposed to email because I don't get the emails right away. But um, mm -hmm. she ended up calling me drunk and um, I think she was just tripping balls. Something happened, man. But it was obviously a breach of like client, trainer, whatever. But she was so cool. I was like, dude, I, I you know, she was younger. I'm living in Lincoln Park. Uh, I kind of just, uh, I, next time I started, I said, hey, what's going on? She's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I had too much to drink. I didn't know what's going on. Not a problem. She's like, won't let it happen again. No problem. Never happened again. Uh, make a long story short, she got sick, man. She got cancer, actually. And uh, yeah, she lost X amount of pounds with me, but I'll be honest, she lost a lot more pounds when she was going through chemotherapy. Pulls through sure. chemotherapy, meets a guy, invites me to the wedding, uh, she's got two or three kids now. She's still a, she's still a nurse. She's doing great. Uh, you know, and I just check in on her every now and again. And the, the thing was, after I left the gym, she followed. She was training on my rooftop for a while. So I would bring dumbbells and you know resistance bands up to my roof. She would. Uh, it was at the loft, if you remember that place. Um, you know, and, and we didn't even have a gym to train at. She was still loyal to me. And so you know, people like that, man. I mean, it really is. When you hear it's about the people, that's the type of story that, you know, that makes that statement true. Because it's like someone like that, it's like, yeah, not only, you know, was I a trainer, I helped to lose some weight, course chemo helped to lose most of it, but um, she kept the weight off, you know, but it was like, I would, hey, I'm doing this 10K, you want to sign up? Yeah. And so I remember doing a turkey trot, you know, in Northwest Indiana, and she was there, um, you know, tried setting her up with one of my friends. It was just like, really, really cool girl. You know, and so she's definitely still high on my list. You just lose touch over the years, but um, yeah, those, those are the two that stand out. It's funny; those two that stand out are people that I um, they're they're kind of I met them within my first year of training. So uh, I don't know if that's just you just have the people just have more of an impact, a lasting impact at that time when you're starting out. But um, mm -hmm. those are the two that stand out. What do you think about that, Ross? I think it's great. You know. Whatever you can do, how about somebody? Um, Here, let me answer that I think question. It's kind of funny if I was know. Ross. Let me answer that question. Well, I had that one nightmare client, and they, uh, you know, just did some stuff that I um, didn't want them to do. And then, uh, you know, I was like, hey, man, you know, you should probably do this stuff, and they didn't really want to. And then my good client, well, they're the ones that did the stuff that I told them to do, and they're just good people. And uh, there you go. You're making fun of me right now? Yeah, kind of. Uh, but in a loving way, you know, like a family, like a like a noogie, you know, it's like it's a hard. You, you want me like to get more like real personal, like I don't know, it's testimonial. Just, I mean, like I've I had clients who you know I had a client in Glen Ellen who just loved how we suggested a heated floor for their master bathroom, and I just said to my client, his name's Michael. I said, Michael, if you just want to go a little bit further. This is just going to be the nicest treat on your feet. 
when you walk in this bathroom. I'm telling you, you like carpet, how it feels on your feet, this heated floor right in your master bathroom is going to feel just as comfortable and better and just as warm and i'll be michael ready and he goes and i said to michael you know too what? i was like i'm sorry i i Let's don't do mean it. to just have you spend more money okay i'm looking out for you and i said if you want to do one more thing last thing here's just an idea just have off time i had a heated towel rack and he's like hmm and he said you know what my wife when we went to a trip on ink to england we stayed at a hotel and they had a heated towel rack, and my wife just loved it. Let me check with my wife. I'll run it by her. I'll get back to you guys tomorrow. What's we'll the see. price difference of a towel rack versus a heated towel rack? A heated towel rack is going to keep that towel nice and warm. Yeah, I know what the premise is. I'm like asking what the price difference is. Out of a dryer. Okay, got it. What's the price difference, Ross? Well, you need electricity, so you're going to be dropping probably about 120 you know, and up to get electrical to the towel bar, the heated towel bar. And then for that install, it's going to depend on the location. And you got to make sure that, that. Oh my God, you can't just give a number? 300 bucks? Grounded. What? 300 bucks? 500? 400? Jeez, what the fuck? The, the towel bar itself, the heated towel bar, you're looking about 350 higher, 450. So then electrical, 150. Why do I have to do the math? Why can't you just give me so a you're number? Like, you're buying like, about like 650 to 700. But that's some, want this that's thing some in. Jetson ass shit, right? Like literally. Do you want, and they wanted two. Because they loved it. Yeah, they're like, and he's like, well, I want one for myself and I want one for my wife. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense, right? And he's like, and again, if you live with, depends on, you know, depends on i can say this mostly the female decides on where she wants to have her towel bar and the, chooses the sink yeah. and the guy kind of steps aside that's what i've seen in my experience i got a question though like do you have to turn the thing on like i'm getting in the shower i flip on my towel rack and then or how does that work like how does it that's a good question andy and i'm glad you said that yeah well what happens is when you decide on going for that you figured out, well, I don't want to go to this towel bar and turn it on because there is a switch. What you do is you have electrical run to the switch that is a timer. So when it turns on, when you wake up or it turns on at like 530, you're the type of guy that gets up at six. So you have a timer set up and then turns off at eight o'clock. And then your heated floor can turn on at 5 30 and so when you walk in at six you have a heated floor on nice and ready for you so it's it all turns off at eight it's all timers it's all timers is this stuff run by like smart homes now like can you do apps or do you actually have to like set a dial you can but uh, we went through um what was that i think it was uh uh sure i'm trying to think was it uh there was warmly yours they offered the towel bar that's where we got ours uh, the heat towel bar and uh, Schluter, they're a German company and they do oh, yeah. all types of uh, heated floors. Schluter, man, they're they're huge, you know. Yes, a lot of people yeah. running around Germany talking about Schluter nonstop. Good yeah, reviews. The, the Schluter. So you know, you know, speaking of like uh, home innovations, I know this is this episode. It's it's you know what the problem is. You took last week off. You know, and then you just need to get the tracks greased again, man. You just, you, you do. Like, I, th I think you're rusty. 
What did you talk about last week? Your feelings? Nobody cares. Next oh. topic. Big Let's- heart. Let's move on. Hey, remember that time when I was like, we should get together and like do these face to face? And you're like, yeah. And then uh, you didn't. But that, I like that. That's like high school conversation. Hey, man, we got to hang out this weekend. Totally, man. Totally. <laughs> yeah. See, so all right, cool, man. I'll give you a call. Sounds good. Can't wait. And then you're sitting by the phone alone, alone. waiting for it to ring. And then you're like, oh, but it gosh, never does. Files is on. What? So, no, what was I? Oh, the smart home thing. Um, apparently, at the, my gym, the uh, garage door is smart. I mean, it is smart as shit. Since you said, mm-hmm. fuck, now this has, to be, this has to be an explicit episode. Um, and so, I'm like, I'm trying to find ways to, like, you know, maybe if people enter the garage, I, I would know. So, it, it does that. There's a keypad on the door, but to program the keyboard, it's not as, like, smart as I le- would like it to be. But I can give people abs- access to the app. And then they can open the door through the app. And then anytime the door is open or closed, it sends me a push notification, which yeah. is kind of nice. And then uh, I have this thing, too, where I'm like, it's kind of like checking to make sure the stove is off or the sink is off. I, I left the sink on one time. I went to work and the sink was on, came back. Thank God nothing flooded, but I'm paranoid about it now, right? Same thing with the stove. I've actually gotten on the train. I was probably seven stops away from my home and said, did I turn the stove off? Got on the train going back in the other direction just to check. It was, thank goodness, but still. But uh, now with these, yeah, I know. I did, yeah. But now with these smart apps, like I get the same way with this garage door, but now I can just check the phone and it tells me if it's open or closed. Kind of cool, huh? Kind of cool. Kind of, kind of tedious too. I'll just be honest. But hey, if it works for you, man, if that's your system, awesome. If it works, man, do it. Do it. You know what doesn't work? This podcast. No, I'm just kidding, Ross. You're great. Uh, Wait, heart- you've been negative. I've heard five things now. If you say four or five, you're like, get this thing. I like our banter. I like your back and forth. I'm not your fall guy. I'm with you. I'm hanging with the guy. That's you. You're about okay? to fall, guy. Get it? Fall? No, guy? Get it? I, I'm just asking you. You know, I don't mind how long this one's going to be going. I'm just saying you have a smart app. Smart home for your your faucet. I've heard for your kitchen faucet. No. No, you misheard me. I said these apps these days. There's no limit to what they could do. That's what I was talking about the garage door. But I was right. I brought up the example about my faucet because I am I, I have left the faucet on before, so I get paranoid about certain things. Oh, okay. But it what was I but hey faucet. to answer your uh, question, I, what I have thought about doing is putting the security cam pointed at the kitchen sink and the stove, so I could check it when I'm not home. I got you. Haven't done it yet, you. but thinking about doing it. Well, I always like Delta Touch faucets because uh, you just approach it and you touch just the. The top of it, and uh, the water goes on, and then you touch again, it goes off. That's some Jetson shit, man. Oh man, it's great. My parents have it. It's best thing ever. You can even buy that for your bar sink. I know you got one. It doesn't move left and right, but you tap it, done, and it shuts off within three minutes. What if you need to fill the sink up, though? Well, it goes on. You can, yeah, you can hold it on. You can tap it on. You gotta read the manual, okay? okay. I'm not gonna give you all the cliff notes, but you want it going. Okay, you fill up the sink, you move on. Hard wrap. Anything else? Um, no, I, I like this podcast. I thought it was great. Uh, the good clients. Really, I thought it stinks. The struggles. I, th- I think you, you need know. to stop talking. Like, how, how do you say? I just it? think it's, it's so funny, general. You know, like, you know this so woman you're general. talking about. She didn't want to be muscular, but I got a buddy. He he's into a lot of you know weightlifting, and he sends me photos of women who are muscular, and I'm like, okay. Damn. 
there's some like women who have some good thighs and I'm like, yeah, good arms. I'm like, yeah. So this lady oh, who trained me, who eventually took this nightmare client off my hands, you know, she gave me this, she explained to me, she's like, you've only been training her for a month. There's no way she's busting through suits. And so I learned, you know, that's how you learn, right? So the next time women are like, I don't want to get bulky. And I go, you couldn't get bulky if you wanted to. You don't have enough testosterone. Women who look like that want to look like that. They don't accidentally look like that, you know? I mean, that's it. Yeah. Especially women. They're just not designed to pack on muscle. And, you know, think about all the guys that want to get huge, you know, huge with a J. Um, And they can't do it. And you get this lady who's worked out for four weeks, and all of a sudden she did one set of bicep curls with a rope, and she thinks she's gonna have forearms like Popeye. Like, what no. what cartoon life are you living, lady? Ain't gonna happen. Answer me this question, all right? I bet she has a lot of cats. Go ahead. Famous, famous workout man. Who who is who is it? Jack Lalane. Jack Lalane. That's the first one that came to my mind. Yes. Boom. Right. I'm just saying. And I look at uh, Juji Mufu. Juji. Yeah, right? I like Juji. And Juji is on some type of like organic supplements and whatever the hell he's taking. I have no idea. I don't know, but if you have you been watching his YouTube channel lately? He's training for a bodybuilding show and he looks amazing. And the thing he can still do flips and all that other crazy shit. He can lift a crap ton of weight and he's actually he's just completely jacked. I don't think I mean I like to think it's all natural. So I don't I mean if he is taking supplements, it's not like, you know, shooting needles. I've been wrong before, but my God, he looks like a monster. And the fact oh, that I'm, it's, 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 right. he has skill to go with it, like, you know, his ninja flips and uh, all this other, you know, the splits and all that stuff. Hey, uh, Ross, don't tell anybody this, but I just spent, I'm not going to tell you how much I spent, but I spent a couple hundred bucks today on a course to learn how to do handstands and splits. Okay. So that's my goal. Um, starting soon, like I want to get this gym done first, but I want to train, you know, every day, every other day, working on the splits, working on my handstands. You need to. I think it, that's my goal too in my life because I want to do handstands and I can do the splits. I'm very flexible, but hey, tell you what, tell you what, because we got a hard rap here, which means Wait. we had a hard rap about ten minutes ago. We we just kept it doesn't talking. matter. You know, we should go on. This is what we'll talk about next week, like Ross. Listen. This is what we'll talk about next week. Uh, I'll talk about goals I have, personal goals I have that are related to gym and fitness. You talk about personal goals you have that are related to home improvement, maybe gym, and we can flip flop too. Uh, let's talk about personal goals next week. Anything else? Nope, you're good. All right, pal. I want to talk about Jack Lalane. And we're done. There you have it, folks. Another episode is in the book. Again, if you haven't yet, go to coachboss.com, sign up for that newsletter. That's the best way to get all the news. Leave us a five star review, tell all your friends, and send me a question. Andy at coachpots.com. We will answer it on the next podcast. So take care, enjoy the week.